This episode is sponsored by Lendex and Tangleswap. Lendex is a decentralized IOTA-based multi-cross-chain decentralized application and lending protocol. This is IOTA's lending and stablecoin. And about Tangleswap, well, whether you are looking for a world-class decentralized exchange or simply want to make the most out of your tokens by staking, liquidity farming or investing, Tangleswap puts the whole universe of DeFi at your fingertips. Three, two, one. Welcome back, guys, uh, to a new episode. I'm here with one and only Cutcraft, the host of Spec Weekly, and we have tried to done this before, haven't we, mate? Yeah, it was a few months ago, and it ended in a very disappointing technical <laughs> difficulty. So uh, this time it'll be different, I hope. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. Um, the thing was, that was pretty um, sad that the last episode wasn't able to be aired because it was a pretty good episode. We had such a lot of good topics, um, but luckily, not so much has changed since then. So I believe <laughs> this episode will be just as good. Um, let's see. Let's just start off a little bit easy here. Why did you create Spec Weekly, mate? Oh, so it was at the time when Chris Mueller um, had to step away from doing IOTA Weekly. And um, dude, I'm not sure how often you tuned into it, but for me, it was kind of, it was my weekly dose of opium. It mm. always kept my mood up. It always kept me positive about the project and that things were rolling. And with that gone, I was like, oh, fuck. Um, um, <laughs> Thomas, I asked you last time if it was like, okay to swear. I don't know who your sponsors yeah. are for this episode, but just give them a, <laughs> give them a warning that I'm, that I'm going to swear a little bit. Um, so I just thought to myself, you know, maybe I could contribute to the community in this way and um, sort of try to fill in the gap a little bit. There was no replacing Chris, you know, there never would be. Um, and um, also what also came into play was I, I have a creative streak and I wasn't creating anything. And, you know, I was really feeling down and sad about life. And um, then spec weekly, I put out an episode as a joke and then um, it gained traction and considering that need to be creative and, you know, that gap that, that Chris was kind of leaving for the community, I try to step in a little bit. And then, you know, we had two other YouTube channels pop up. We had you come up a few months before that, and, um, you know, now we've got some some decent content flowing through the community. So, yeah, dude, the, the main driver was just being really sad to see Chris go. It was me wanting to be creative and to produce something and contribute. And um, the rest, I guess, was just uh, has been a grind. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've had to try to keep on doing it week after week. And so far, so good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's the main driver, man. Yeah, I will say that Chris is probably the inspiration I had as well for, for doing this because we had him and we were a little bit spoiled and we thought, okay, we have him, then we don't have to do anything because he's kind of doing the job for us. Um, but then he stopped. Um, of course, he has been doing it for a long time and, of course, like you, you're kind of reporting on the same thing because everybody was just waiting. It's year after year and you're still reporting on the same topic. So I do see people going tired of it. Um, probably not much of a funding going on, but as soon as he stopped, and yeah, it's just the hours, Thomas, yeah. the hours to make videos as well, the editing that he would have gone through. Cause I know he's got kind of a, a very effort consuming kind of job mm. for his, you know, regular life outside of Iota. 
And I'm not sure what his family situation is like, but I know he was putting in tremendous effort and the burnout has got to hit you at some point. It was hitting me towards the end of last year because I had my full-time job and I had spec weekly and I know it'll hit you <laughs> because yeah. your work situation is absolutely nuts, dude. You know, we were just talking about it briefly before, but I'm not sure if um, you've opened up about it or if you want to open up about it, Thomas, you know, do people know? I have sort of spoken about it in, um, in the speculation channel, but yeah, I, like dude, working offshore kind of makes it a little bit difficult to be a content creator because you have to be persistent, right? You have to do weekly uploads, but when I'm offshore, I can't record, I, I can't release because the internet is so poor. And I don't have the time to do any yeah. of these things. So I kind of use the two weeks. Give people I'm context. Offshore. Give people context. Where? Do, what do you mean offshore, man? Tell them that you're in the middle of a fucking ocean, dude. Yeah, we're out there drilling for oil so that more people can, can color their hair blue. Um, but uh, <laughs> guess, so we're stuck out there. Uh, and meanwhile, I'm there. In, the, in, the middle of, in the middle of an ocean, right? Yeah. In the middle of an ocean. So in the middle of the North Sea and we can't do much there because the internet is so poor and you kind of are busy with the work. So I kind of try to do use those weeks to kind of plan when I'm getting like who, who I'm putting on. And I'm also have to record a lot of episodes once I get home because I have to have episodes for the weeks that I'm home and I need episodes for the weeks that I'm offshore. And then I'm also kind of need at least one in the bank in case I've I'm not able to get home due to some rough weather or cancel helicopters or something like that happening, which has happened a few times. It happened just recently where I'm not, um, I wasn't able to get home and I only had one in the bank and I was delayed for two weeks. So then I had to, to skip a week, but I'm, I'm sure people kind of understand that. Um, and, but in some weeks I kind of do twice, like episode twice a week to kind of compensate for that. Um, and I saw that on a yearly basis, I were able to release, I think it was 58 episodes in a year. Holy crap. So that is at least more than once a week on a yearly basis, but like it won't be every week, right? And um, and I think... That... I hope people appreciate it more now. If they didn't know about your situation, now that they know that, you know, for a period of time, you're in the middle of a sea, doing drilling work, mining work and, and extracting that oil. And then all the planning that goes around you having to think about who you're going to interview, having those interviews lined up for releases as soon as yeah. you get back on shore, man, yeah. you, you're really doing well there. So I have to save Europe for the energy crisis. And then I have to save Iota for the hype crisis. <laughs> um, but, Praise um, Thomas. Thank you. <laughs> but I also think that it's, it is. And I can see that you're probably the same for you that, okay, we're busy, we have to do this recording, So, but private things in, in life happens as well. So I kind of have to say no to like family dinners, um, going out to eat with friends, um, a couple of parties here and there, going here and there because I have to, no, I can't. Like just today I had some plans that I'm supposed to do, but I have to cancel them, just have to do some episode, get them done, and then try to do the private stuff somewhere after before I'm leaving offshore again. So, um, so yeah, but... um. I would say it is that. a grind, man. It yeah. is a grind, and I really appreciate the work that you've put in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss your ass a little bit here, man. I've listened to pretty much most of your episodes, but um, the last few have got me pumped. When I listened to the Hans interview, I got pumped, man. I listened to, to Garrett talk, I got pumped. Yeah, uh, there's a lot I think of a lot of work is. Yeah, go, sorry, go on. Yep. No, I was saying there's a lot of, of good people coming on. Um, I'm, 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 
of course understand that not everybody um can relate to each episode because not everybody are interested in for example crypto gaming not everybody is interested in nfts um but some episode hits hits more than others such as dom or or the one with hans of course it's a it's a it's a bestseller of course but yeah <laughs> yeah um, but you have so do you get the an incredible job mate it's um it's a weekly thing that i have to watch it's popping up all the time and the way that you do it is really it's really professional because it's it's a good edit and you speak you're a good speaker and um the content you're able to create is it's also fun and be, being able to make this like technology development fun is a unique thing Man, I was meant to be kissing your ass, but <laughs> thank you, no man. Way. Like that's really nice. That's really nice of you to say, man. Um, good dude. I've I've been curious for a long time because you've reached out to a couple of people that are outside of our ecosystem. Mm. How do you reach out to them? How do you identify these people? How do you contact them? Terrorize What's them. that kind of process like? You just have to terrorize them. Now, um, <laughs> I've kind of very active on Twitter, and I kind of get. Um, I follow like all the IF people and the IF accounts and the Shimmer accounts and I've, sometimes they pop up where like the Shimmer account or Dominic or Navin or some of them have liked or comment on someone else's um, Twitter post and I've never seen them before. Very interesting. Kind of, yeah, look at yeah. them. Okay, now these are part of something totally different. So I try to send them some DMs there. Um, to be honest, most do um, answer and have been in speaking to a couple people like the big um, crypto influencers uh, with like 500,000 followers. Uh, but of course, they are not interested in, in joining us because we are kind of too small. Because th the first thing they ask, okay, how much will they get paid? So fuck that. Um, and some of them like, okay, how many listeners do you have? How many followers do you have? And they like, oh, no, that's, that's not interesting because they want, of course, like massive volume to build their own brand. And if you only have 4,000 followers on Twitter, then they won't be bothered. But um, usually yeah. more or less, such as 15,000, 20,000 followers, such as Andy Leon, um, those guys, are, uh, I'm very excited they're able to take the time and come and talk to me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the interviews, yeah, they flow very smoothly. And um, it, it's, it's particularly good when people talk. Yeah, for sure, man. You, your your style is, is definitely, um, I guess you've become more of a smooth operator now, man. It's it's really nice to see from, from the very first episode to now. I will admit that it's still a little bit uncomfortable from time to time, but um, you're getting more and more used to it, of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I can't look back at my first episodes, man. I, I cringe. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. You've got to try out what works and what doesn't. And and like you're saying, you know, develop that style and, and mm. grow, into, grow into the mold of, of doing what you're doing with the content that you're creating. Hey, and from the very first day, I remember when you were, <laughs> I remember in spec, man, you were putting out the idea of creating a podcast and naming it Munaka. And, you know, everyone was kind of getting hyped. And um, I told you back then, I said, set up a YouTube account as well. Like put these up on YouTube as well to, to even extend your reach further. Have you thought about that? Even even if it's just, you know, a static background. Yeah. Just putting I, up uh, the interviews on YouTube or you just. I thought about it and um, I were, I were in the process of actually doing it. But I'm not a very competent person when it comes to, to um, the computers and stuff like that. I really need some 
fourth grade help just to do the podcast. Um, but I kind of got stuck because I wasn't able to upload the the file. And I think it had to be like an MP4 and on MP3. And I got angry and just logged off everything and haven't looked at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, dude, it's it's not uh, it's not very hard to work out. I think figuring out Spotify might have been more difficult than figuring out YouTube, man. So if you were able to get your head around Spotify, especially with the mic setup and stuff, I know Sarge helped you out. Yeah, Sergeant Pilcher from our very own speculation channel. Yeah, he's yeah. You mentioned that last times. time. So, um, dude, uh, extending it one further, get on get on YouTube as well. Extend your platform. Yeah, I know that, but probably you, since you came along and um, did the YouTube thing, you kind of have that YouTube space, and then I can kind of do the Spotify. Um, Dude, I think, um, yeah, the more content that we've got spread across all the platforms for IOTA and Shimmer, then it's it's only going to strengthen, I guess, the, the eyes that make their way over to our ecosystem. Um, by putting more content out there, more information out there, I think it's going to show people that this is an active project, that there's stuff going on, and especially when there are you know hype audios that you put out that you know get people really excited about what's happening. Um, I, I think it would be great. So mm. I don't know. I'd encourage you to to take a look at YouTube again and and go for it, man. Yeah, but what's the future plans for Spec Weekly? Do you have any exciting plans for that? Well, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a face reveal. Um, I'm going to go on a little break, um, because it's been almost a year that I've worked nonstop. So I'll, I'll do my break around mid February and then I'll come back in March with a face reveal. And then hopefully, um, from there, I can start to make the, the content a little bit more engaging so that if someone new comes in and they say, oh, this is a real person kind of thing, then mm. that might kind of, you know, get them to, to come back and, and check it out again instead of just you know my, my boring little um i guess screenshots and stuff i don't know i've, I've got to try some new stuff uh, but i would ideally like to grow it let's say to three thousand subscribers by the end of this year you mm. know double double what i grew last year let's get it to three thousand. i know it's a bear market i know interest is kind of low at the moment in investigating new cryptos um but you know i've just got to try some new things and um to complement that one of the big reasons why I want to do the face reveal as well to dox myself is because I'm going to work on a NFT project and yeah, the NFT that I'm, yeah. So the NFT that I'm going to create, I want it to be kind of one of Shimmer's premier NFT projects. So I, I want to kind of just kickstart a little bit of a community around it, some interest and just introduce some of the things that are unique to IOTA, what we can do with IOTA, the, well, the IOTA technology anyway, but, you know, the infrastructure is going to be shimmer. And um, I'm talking concepts like embedding NFTs within NFTs, allowing an NFT to hold another NFT as an asset, but then also being able to, I don't know if this is possible, I've got to talk to some devs, but maybe pledge some tokens to an NFT. I don't know if that's possible or not. And if it is, well, hey, you know, here are some, game-changing functions and features that we've got in the Shimmer ecosystem. So I'm going to try to create some interesting tokenomics around this NFT um, to sort of showcase and demonstrate what's possible on, on the Shimmer network with the IOTA technology. 
Um, and in that process, I also want to make buying into the NFT a kind of a cross-chain situation where, you know, ETH holders can jump in, Phantom, Polygon, uh, any any chain that's kind of compatible with what we've got going on our EVM. Um, so the main idea is to community build, get more engagement around Shimmer, get more people to take a look at the technology and see that it's worthwhile and to, you know, continue building up the community that way. And mm. I think um, building that trust would, would come with, again, showing people that, you know, hey, I'm a real person, you know, um, I've been in this community for a while. I'm not going to fucking rug pull you. So the idea is to build everything out before the NFT is even minted, you know, mm. so build out all the smart contracts, do all the art. And then when it's ready, we launch and we see how it goes. Um, so that, that's a couple of angles that I've got for growing spec weekly. Well, the NFT isn't about spec weekly, you know, spec weekly, it's going to be its own confined little entity. And then, you know, but the, the main idea behind everything that I want to do is to grow our community, because I think with increased community, you've got increased activity and engagement on the network. And then that goes on to create, I guess, more value in the network, which would then make the token prices go up eventually. So I want to play my own little part in helping grow the our community a little bit, you know? So that, mm. that's my idea there. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you, you did explain it a little bit in um, the speculation channel um, the other day, and it sounds like a, a very interesting project. And I believe that people do have a lot of trust in you. And I think that this will be a, um, a good way to kickstart the, um, the way to, to make people interact. Because I think most people sure do. probably yep. are just going to buy Shimmer tokens and that's it. Maybe going to play around on one of the um, decentralized exchanges. But I think that if they have a trusted person, which is um, kind of offering them a way to be able to interact, then, then they will. Yeah, I hope so, dude. Yeah, because uh, we've got to start community building. You know, we've got our own very strong, solid community that kind of sticks between ourselves you know we don't really extend much further than than our own ecosystem and that's that's okay but you know we we also want to grow bigger as a community too um i said it recently when i was talking with iota poet um you know imagine us twice the size thomas you see how engaged we are on twitter man mm. we are you know we are very strong very supportive of the technology of the foundation and of the project imagine us double the size and just as passionate, you know, we, we could reach a point where we snowball the community and, and it just starts to grow organically without sort of key drivers or, or um, communications from the IF providing that reach and that, um, I guess that engagement, you know, people start to, to take a life on its own. Yeah. Uh, I think um, that would be a, a great thing. That's something I, I want to see, to be honest, because the we don't have too many of the very active people doing um content and stuff and we don't have too many people doing active like simply commenting on, on twitter and kind of doing that awareness game and um I, I know that we have a lot of people simply just scrolling by it but i i want to see more people kind of supporting those that are doing it i'm, I'm not talking about financial support here just interaction support because if you see um, for instance, you posting a new video on Twitter, you don't, even if you're not going to watch it, simply don't, give it a like, give it a retweet, maybe comment, good job. Um, because yeah. if, if more people were to interact on your tweet, it would look so much better. And when a new guy comes scrolling past and see, oh my God, here's a guy with probably like 80 comments, 400 likes, 
and uh, 200 retweets. That must be something more interesting. But if you if you only get like two comments, 18 retweets, and uh, 26 likes, then it doesn't look too good, right? So at least people could do yeah, this interact a little bit more. Yeah, look, and again, just going back to our core group, we, we do have a core group that, that has our backs, Thomas, and it would just be nicer if the broader community that kind of lurks a little bit more than what mm -hmm. they engage, if they, you know, it doesn't hurt too much just to like something. You're, you're right. Yeah, I, I agree there. Yeah, and um, one thing I'm also very annoyed with, to be honest, is that from time to time, I I like to go to Twitter and I comment on somebody's tweet that I that I would know would give us a lot of um, awareness if I if I were ever able to get them on the podcast. But then, um, like it's always two three from the community comes into the comment sections like, oh no, screw that guy, he's a he's a scammer, we don't want anything to have to to do with this guy, um, blah blah blah, and that kind of just ruins that tweet because if he by any small chance were to read my my question to him and then you see the the iota community coming in kind of like calling him a scammer and all that then he would just scroll past it right away mm. yeah you've got a point there you've mm. got a point there what, what would be his kind of motivation to engage with us further if we're kind of diminishing him and what he's doing no i, I get that yeah so i hope people can finally learn from that and maybe do it a little bit different and um but at least interact a little bit more even if you're going to tell, call him a scammer at least just do something which would be nice <laughs> yeah look I, i've got to admit thomas i am guilty I, I have put up a post like that um for the engagement farming i think we've been identified as a high engagement community so <laughs> when people yeah. sometimes mention iota i feel like they're not doing it to spread awareness they're doing it more to just get engagements and I feel used by it, but I, I do understand what you're saying, man. And, uh, and I do agree that there are some guys that, you know, if we were able to get their exposure and, and um, get them to engage with Iota a little bit and get them on your show or something like that, then that would definitely be, be beneficial to the whole ecosystem. So maybe I've got to be a little less cynical about it all. It, it is a game. Social media is a game after all, man. Yeah. And, and we see these major Twitter accounts with like millions of followers, like doing like daily, like, okay, which altcoin is going to pump now? And then they make a list of top 10 coins, which is going to pump and you never heard of any of them. Um, <laughs> That's what I posted, dude. It, it just annoyed me uh, yeah. because I was seeing it four times a day uh every day and i'm just like this is low low quality posting yeah. simply to farm engagements you know and the same it happened to i think she's called sophie or sophia or something a very big crypto twitter account um sent me a dm and um i was like okay maybe she wants to come to the podcast that would be great she has like 500 or a million followers i can't remember um and of course they they uh, wanted me to pay her uh, she wanted me to pay her for about <laughs> yeah. something and like okay fuck off it's dirty man it's yeah. freaking dirty and what what return on investment do you get from this person retweeting your shit you know what i mean like what's mm. the return on investment there yeah, that's what i'm, I'm you're gonna get really three new followers and I'm, I'm starting to be vocal about it as well because you see all these big accounts like altcoin daily um, tweeting about stuff they've probably never read a single article about just because they were paid to do it. And they are like, 
hyping up useless stuff and they're hyping up these meme tokens like okay thank you for making the crypto space look like a meme cesspool can you probably start to do some actual research and start promoting those that are actually trying to shape this place instead instead of those that are trying to bury it i absolutely agree yeah absolutely good well that's the thing it's it's all pay to play at the moment with these um influences man but i think they're um well hopefully there'll be a shift in in the next bull run where because i don't see what value they're providing by by these low quality posts that they do mm. uh, and i don't see uh, i don't know if their engagements are real i don't know if people look up to them as trusted voices in the space that's the problem people do because people that people that isn't very interactive as we are they are just on twitter right and they see like oh a guy with a million followers says that this is going to pump and then you have like these digs this fucking basement dwellers reading it and they have bought it because that's a personal going, insult thomas yeah yeah go on <laughs> I, I insult myself but if it's so many people out there they their brother or their neighbor or whoever it was told them to buy this coin and that automatically becomes the best coin in the world without them having done any research on it at all um why can't people just be a little bit more open to it like okay this might not be the best in the world and if someone comes with an argument they just go fucking mental and then it's kind of a war and that's why i like to compare it to like football because as soon as you've picked a team that's the team you have to stick to through life and everything else has to be shit <laughs> yeah dude absolutely and and twitter is kind of not the place for open and expressive dialogue and exchange of ideas it is no. not that place it is a war zone man it is the tribes head to head anytime i see uh anytime i see a post about messi holding the world cup i open up the comments because i know what i'm going to see it's uh people claiming that ronaldo is the greatest of all time mm. and then you'll just see this thread of people going back and forward uh just fighting each other being really toxic towards each other if you're kind of not in involved or sort of and i get if you're not invested emotionally in whatever you're reading about it becomes really funny but if, but if someone's attacking and i go in to defend it my emotions are on fire you know what i mean so it does you, you do feel that toxicity when you start to engage man mm. um but that's why i've i i was like that on twitter and i was like that on reddit we'll say like two years ago but now on on Twitter, I, I'm just in troll mode. I'm in spec mode when I go into Twitter. And yeah. if someone is shitting on IOTA or something, then my response is just buy shimmy, bro, in, in all caps. You know what I mean? You can't. They're not saying this stuff to learn. They're not saying this stuff to have their um, opinions changed or even, even just to be open-minded about the technology. They're saying this stuff to try and actively shit on what we are following on the daily what we know very thoroughly about they're just trying to throw as much shit on the wall to see what sticks and the best way to engage with that is just to troll them it's just to to just to point out how ridiculous they are by posting something as equally as ridiculous so mm. that that's my new approach there man i will admit that i'm easily triggered if someone kind of comes <laughs> it's 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 understandable, man. It's yeah. I, I, and that's what I was saying. I was like that for a long time too, until I realized what their motivations were, and they're not coming from a place of you know, of good standing. You know that they're very malicious with what they're trying to do. So yeah. you know, a good example of me getting easily triggered were not too long ago in, in the speculation channel, where I, I was trying to make a good point, 
not not trying to like be an ass and like say some negative about iota but just try to be like a critic in order to kind of make the iota foundation kind of look okay this is the opinion of the community maybe we can change a little bit here and there but then dom came by and i think he misunderstood what we were talking about he read like didn't read the entire conversation and he asked he told me to sell and take a break and i just like went fucking saw red when uh, was this dude I, i've got about. no idea it's probably a month ago or something but but we we cleared it up straight away but i got really angry really fast and then we just calmed down right away because okay this was probably not where it was, was supposed to go but yeah uh, it happens sometimes but um one thing that i wanted to ask you about is that we are by the time this episode goes live we probably have beta evm beta go live but yeah, who knows um but what are you expecting after the EVM has hit Shimmer? I'm expecting floodgates, man. I'm expecting... <laughs> open the floodgates, Thomas. That's what I'm expecting. In all honesty, um, your... Okay, so the Monaco podcast always makes it... Always reminds me that there's a lot of stuff happening that hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that's the fir- that's the first, uh, I guess, foundational idea that I'm, that I'm going to use with what I'm going to say say next and why i'm saying floodgates is because i know that there is a lot of work going on in the background in the shadows and the shimmer evm is going to be that spotlight that says da look at everything that's been happening and just waiting for the technology to be brought online mm. you know i've been talking and i always talk them up but there's you know there's uh there's pipe there's uh there's going to be tangle c there's going to be tangle swap dude Tangle C tangles are two decentralized exchanges, each with features uh, that are unique to them. Um, so what I said, pipe, Tangle C, Tangle Swap. We're also going to have some gaming coming online, some, yeah. some GameFi. We've also got some, I assume there's going to be one or two, maybe a handful of NFT platforms that are going to start coming online. We've got Minted Vodka that are looking to do cross-chain stuff. We've yeah. got Potluck Protocol that's also going to be looking to do multi-chain stuff. All these things are going to look to use, uh, you know, the, the, the Shimmer EVM and smart contract functionality. We've got Deeper Finance that's going to do their lending platform. We've also got Lendexi that's going to do their lending platform. I've just thanked eight different things that are going to come online once Shiva EVM comes online. So I honestly think that this is finally a, a Cambrian explosion moment, man. I and really um, so, what do I see? I kind of, I try not to overexcite myself because i know there's a lot of very good project building on shimmer and iota right now but um i'm trying to not get like overhyped and expect that once everything goes live that's kind of an explosion but um because i'm kind of scared yeah, that explosion of what up. okay but an explosion in what sense like an explosion in the price like in, or an in explosion in the utility in everything like in explosion in new community members explosion in new projects new opportunities price everything but um, I'm also a little bit scared and hold back because I'm a little bit afraid that we will end up having all these, but the user base is lacking. That the only people that are using it is the hardcore IOSO people that's been here all the time, which just that is absolutely a fair take. But, but I'm hoping, yeah, really I agree with you that there, we are yeah, able yeah. to get new people into the ecosystem and kind of grow because these projects won't be able to survive if it's only going to be the speculation channel keeping them alive. We need new people. And I agree. I hope that the IF has a solid plan to to kind of um, market the release of Shimmer and attract new people, new developers, um, and get the word out there. 
Yep. What I hope the IF does is hackathons. So in yeah. in the release of the Shimmer EVM, I, I hope their marketing effort is is mainly around. Well, marketing is so broad. So you know, I, I I know a handful of the marketing people and the great job that they do. Dude, all the materials that we see for IOTA, all those smooth animations, all those slick presentations. That's all the marketing people, right? Mm. But they're they're confined to what they can market, the message of their marketing. They can't be saying shit like, hey guys, go out and buy Erda because it's gonna explode in price. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's not the angle they play. But those beautiful animations that we see, all those well-written articles, those blog posts, <laughs> the blockchain, they're all very well written. Um, so on the marketing front, I think a great addition to it would be the um the introduction of hackathons and to really go hard with that. Um it, to complement what you're saying, Thomas, to help grow our ecosystem by providing more products and, and I guess, functionality in the system. But the yeah. key point that you just mentioned was the growing of the user base of people using these products. And I agree with you, man. It won't be an explosion of new users. I think it'll be a trickling, a, a slow growth of people who see value in whatever new utilities can be provided on the Shimmer network and to slowly start engaging with those platforms. And that's going to be done once again, I think, by bringing in developers from outside of our bubble that have already got a core community with them. They might be the ones who say, hey, look, we want to introduce to you this new thing that we've built with the Shimmer Network. Come on over and try it out. And it'll be, I think you're right. I think it'll be slow going, but eventually it will get there. And, you know, we're going to have the MVP, dude. We're going to have the quarter side MVP um, that hopefully within a month or two will come online and we'll see that, okay, you can set up a Goshima node with, you know, the, the new consensus, the new coordinator-less consensus, which proves that it's possible and proves the technology that we bet on was the right move, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, I do agree. And also if we, by some way or another, were able to, let's say, triple the size of the uh, user base of Shimmer uh, within a couple of months, then that would be a great start. But then 10% rise in community members from there would be a huge um, rise in, in community members just there. So I hope that we are able to kind of get that first push where we are growing really fast in a sh short period of time and then slowly accumulating more over time because then if you're already up three, 300% then a 10% rise from there is an exp expansional I agree yes yeah and I agree I, I I think you're absolutely right the 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 fast boost or the fast boom the explosion of new users that'll be speculative it'll be people who are like hey you know I, I just discovered this new protocol that is fearless blah 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 maybe they didn't even know about iota thomas i know that we're one of the oldest projects that that's out there but we've gone really really low under the radar underground even you know, know the only people thomas. who remember us are the are the critics pretty much these days so shimmer for them might be the first entry into iota it might be their first exposure to the technology oh it will um, be. so yeah that first boom yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So that first boom might be speculative. Look at this low-cap coin that's got all these amazing features, blah, blah, blah. They get in there. And what keeps that value? Let's just say the price does increase because of you know more activity, more products, more use of the system. What keeps that price at that level is that extended usage of the system. You know, Let's just say right now it's at a one. We get that boom, it goes up to a five. 
and then it stays at about a five because we've got all the D apps necessary to sustain that activity on the network. And that's mm-hmm. what will keep the value in our network. So I, I'm, I'm very positive that it will happen. Obviously, yeah, we've got to temper our expectations. We've been in this position. <laughs> we've been in this position many times before. I think um, the last one for me was Chrysalis where I made a, a, a dumb move. But um, it's different this time, Thomas. I can feel it. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, it's it's been a long wait. And, uh, but I, I know for a fact that people doesn't know much about IOTA because I have tried to. It's been a while now, but um, well, probably a year ago. I went into different crypto communities and uh, I tried to, to like kind of lay low, ask a little bit around that. You infiltrated them. This is spicy. Yeah, go on. Yeah. And, <laughs> what um, did you do? And then after talking to them a little bit, I'm like, yeah, isn't that a little bit... But like, why why are you doing that when you can do this like on IOTA? What's your opinion there? Um, and then I would say most of the people in the different channels had never heard about IOTA at all. And the ones that had just knew a couple of things from it from back in 2017. So that kind of just shows that people doesn't actually know. And once people are able to know, then I think it's going to go really, really fast because we can all remember the... The day that Bosch bought in, we we jumped two dollars in less than two hours. Imagine that happening now. Imagine you logging off now and you coming back in two hours, and the price of IOTA was two point two dollars. I'd honestly cry, man. Like I, I'm not even bullshitting. I, I'll, I'd cry, um, and I'd get like really anxious about what's going on. But yeah, that that would be just mind blowing, man. Mind it's blowing. Unlikely. Yeah, I agree. Though, it absolutely is, man. <laughs> Oh, we saw fucking 1,000x for a few different cryptos in the last bull run. You know, Cardano came out of nowhere. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely know it's it, it can happen. It has right. happened and it will happen again. Whether yeah. or not Shimmer is one of those is is to be seen, man. Yeah. A question that um, uh, one of the um, the Monaco guys wanted me to ask you, which is kind of fitting to, to do now, is what would you do if IOTA hits $4? Because everybody knows that $4 is kind of your sweet spot. <laughs> dollars um you know i i've got my my i've got a target to take profit at and it's not four dollars it's higher and, uh, my, my target to take some profit at is at ten dollars um so i'll be holding all the way up to ten i might sell a little portion off at about five dollars um but four dollars is is proof to me that i'm not that big of a fucking idiot <laughs> mm. it's uh it's my vindication that says all right at this point, you've now almost doubled your money. Um, so yeah. on the speculative sense, you've done all right here. Um, but in terms of uh, actually actively taking pr- profit to start kind of living off my investment, that probably starts at about 10 bucks, where $5 yeah. would get me kind of a nice little break from life. Um, you know, so... That's a good, good yeah, way dude. to do Because like, I do you, think... Do, I've do you have targets or, or do you trade? Um, I don't trade. Um, <laughs> I tried to trade. Um, I sold everything, almost everything, um, a little bit before Christmas because I wanted to, to do the tax stuff. But then I was like, okay, I can do this. We are probably going lower. I think we were around 2, 0.2, 0.19 at the time. Um, and then I was sitting out for three weeks and it was just completely flat. Nothing happened. Not up, not down, nothing. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to get close to where I'm going offshore again. I can't be outside when I'm offshore because then I can't buy back in in case something happens. Uh, EVM is probably here not in too long. So, okay, I, I can't. I, I'm going back in. 
and then literally the next day we went down to like 0 0.16 it was like Fuck. oh dude <laughs> there's no timing the market man no. there's no timing the market so um but anyway I'm, I'm happy where i'm at but i'm i think i will do i've set a target one dollar i will do a small um sale because i've set that one dollar i'm going to buy myself a one of those robot uh lawnmowers which, which is all i need in life right now there. Um, all right and then I'm, i would probably do like a minor pro uh, sales um probably like three four dollars just to just kind of get something small just because okay I, at least i got something in case it goes back down but i'm not not like a real profit take before we go around where you said um one thing that's a little bit sad you know me and nv uh, nw the the guy in speculation channel we were talking um we were talking a lot uh, ever since 2017 he's a good guy um we he's talked to me about i think we were around 2.5 dollars and he said to me thomas imagine if we go back down to 0 0.1 and i or some uh, simple one at least at some very low price and i told him that yeah and our stupid asses would probably hold it all the way down as well as a joke and now we're here <laughs> like god damn it at least you didn't buy at 2.5 mm. <laughs> and then hold it all the way back down and now you're well, you're absolutely probably. right I, I think that's the lessons that's the lessons that we have to learn man i've gone two bull runs now without having taken any profit mm. and i think it's it's just the smart thing to do at this point is you know as it's going up if it doubles or triples in price within a short period of time you can almost almost guarantee it's going to go back to level um that it was on day one right mm. so i think kind of the lessons that we learn and it's down to everybody's own personal risk profile is either you take a little bit of profit on the way up or you just you can't be salty about it going all the way back down again no 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 no. anyway but um but yeah uh, that's that, that's what i'm saying dude yeah like four or five bucks yeah take a little bit of profit this yeah. time um but but my main target is is ten dollars yeah that's mm. my main target but it's, it's not for everything obviously like, it's, it's like a portion man because i see this motherfucker going to space dude but um yeah it's just like ten dollars to you know and, and a percentage of my tokens mm. to give yeah, me kind of like that that of, cushion in life if you kind of uh, compare it to the ethereum market cap then you can actually see that like 20 30 50 dollars even isn't that insane of a price I think uh, the last bull run, if we if we were to match the Ethereum price, I think it was was it around two hundred fifty dollars, I think, or oh, it was maybe two hundred. I I can't remember, but it was pretty high. So like, even fifty dollars shouldn't be like out of this world. So it's it's very possible. Get but... about it. I can see a lot, I can see a lot of people being able to retire with fifty dollars, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, think about so I was taking a look at the top one hundred in the last bull run. And all of the coins in the top 100 were over a billion dollars in, in valuation. They all had a market cap of over a billion bucks, man. I'm talking the top 100. What so would that's I 100 billion. If we were to, to reach that, like like the top 10. I think it's run. like just, oh, in the top 10, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I guess what I, the, the picture I'm trying to illustrate is, okay, so the top 100 coins had a valuation of at least 1 billion market cap. And then... I think we got to as high as three trillion for the entire crypto market cap. Mm. In in terms of global assets, 
that is insanely low, man. Like three trillion isn't a huge amount of money for a financial asset class. And if we just try to project what might happen in the next bull run, do you think three trillion is as high as it's going to go? Let's say it goes to double that. It goes to six trillion, right? And IOTA reaches at least two point seven billion. Okay, that's a dollar compared, you know, to the twenty odd cents that we're we're at now. That's five times within a couple of years. So, you know, I'm not sort of trying to say, oh, it's a great time to buy now because we don't know what's going to happen in the next year if it's going to go lower before it goes up again. What I'm trying to say is that it's not the end of our story. It's not the end of crypto. It's just another cycle that's happening. And, you know, we're getting prepared for a situation where regulations are going to start to kick in and um, tokens are going to go under scrutiny. You know, they're going to put the magnifying glass on tokens to try to class them as securities. And we're in a really good spot with IOTA where there's pretty much because of the you know the, the distribution of the token, there's there's pretty much no chance it'll be classed as a security. So, you know, we'll be free and open to be dealt. Mm. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of positive reasons to be holding IOTA. Yeah, and then besides all the all the like the technology upgrades in the crypto projects building, we do have a lot of exciting things outside of the crypto space, such as uh, by now we should have probably it's probably delayed, um, but it was supposed to be coming end of year 2022. But uh, the Jaguar Land Rover wallet was supposed to be showcased. Um, Project Alvarium with Intel and Dell were supposed to, to go live, uh, probably a little bit delayed as well. STM still going out and saying that IOTA but is... Yeah, with STM, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty huge. And People don't know about this, but Trademark East Africa is huge. You should really go into their, their website and read about it because I thought at first it was probably like some non, non-profit foundation with eight people in it um, in some bungalow down in Africa. But it's really, really big. It's, it's, some, it's some huge values in, in that in that corporation. And then we have Climate Check, which is... It's, it's, I haven't read too much about it, but it's supposed to be uh, humongous as well. And then we have... I think we had some recently from Fujitsu... Team forums, big. Uh, Wolf ID haven't been able to read too much about him. We'll have them on the podcast in the not too distant future. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of big things happening outside. We have EBSI. Uh, another one that I recorded um, yesterday was Energy Knip, which is also a lot, lot bigger than what I was expecting it to be. All right. Yeah. Mm. Dude, you've, you've just listed off, I think it was like eight projects that are, as you said, broader than just the speculative, you know, price environment or uh, environment where the token or there's any reliance on the token price going up. Yeah. You know, because usually we, we, we think about DeFi and NFT being the main crypto use cases. But what you're saying right now, with all of those, there's an element of distributed ID being applied to anything really, you know, if it's if it's climate check for example or climate check if they're relying on sensors then those sensors have got to be trusted and there's got to be some way to verify that that sensor is a trusted actor and that comes with giving that sensor an identity mm. and again iota is in such a good position with distributed identity that it's ridiculous I, that's why all those ebsi use cases are just seamless on iota and i, I guess why we've made it to the final round a major rise in the IOTA technology, at least. Maybe not the, the token, but the price will, of course, be following that news. But I think we will see a huge part of technology in uh, from the uh, a huge part of IOTA technology, at least in Europe, but also spreading uh, out. And you will kind of see what I mean by that after listening to the Energy Knip episode. Uh, and then add 
on top of that, the ETO group doing the Project Alfred in Germany, as well as, um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but they're also doing that farming project, which I just tweeted about. Um, and they are going to make a way for farmers and everything, everybody using their system to be able to easily buy the token because they are, they are actually integrating the IOTA token into their their use case there as well. And that, I think, is either they just showcased it or they just started using it. I can't remember. Um, but then um, we can also add like EBSI and all these other things happening in the supply chain, in the, like the sensors, the automobility. All of these adding together um, and it's kind of starting to come right now and it's like the energy knip it, it blew my mind how, how can you of all people thomas not be super bullish all the time i mean you get you know mm -hmm. from the horse's mouth all the information of all the new projects that are going down you know sort of how far and wide iota is going to be used and how big it's going to grow over the coming years you know how can you not be why do you still have fiat <laughs> you know mm, what i mean like the reason it's I'm it's just crazy overly bullish is because of my low capability brain isn't able to take in this information and it kind of takes it in like when, when i'm talking to you right now i'm taking it in i'm not i'm ignoring the charts but in one hour from now i will have forgotten all that and i'm looking at the charts again it's like what the fuck is going <laughs> we're gonna die the price is shit yeah, yeah. And you kind of get the it's it's sort of a disease if you go into the speculation channel. Everybody is like talking shit and everything is going down. Okay, we're wrecked. We won't go up before twenty twenty six. Like you kind of get that feeling yourself. Um, but you also have to remember that um, stuff is happening. But then again, people have been let down so many times in the crypto space and in the in the IOTA community as well. That I think even though if you if we if we came along today and we said that. Apple is going to use IOTA and the price would sit still and then people would simply just not be bothered. It wouldn't be like, oh yeah, look at that. The price didn't do anything. Nobody cares, even though Apple is going live with it. And I think that's the community as well, because I think that's the IF is sometimes forgetting that most of the people in the community isn't there for technology. They are there for the, the uh, rate of interest, the investing side. And, so if you throw them a bunch of blog posts about GitHub and updates about how they're going to revolutionize the technology side, then people are simply not that interested. As long as the price is down, the community sentiment will be down. And even if, yeah, if well, Russia and the US and the EU started using a stable coin built on IOTA um, and the price were still 0 0.2, people will still be pissed off. And that's that's the unfortunate situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And yeah, dude, it I get it. Uh, you know, having invested so much of my own money, I want to see the price go up. But I know that it just focusing on the price kind of distracts you from the work that's being done. And I mean, when you first bought IOTA, this is a rhetorical question. When you first bought, bought IOTA, when did you think it would pay off? All right, because back then it was all about IoT. It was machine to machine. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your answer. But what I'm trying to say is, we believed in the machine to machine economy. You know, let's just say we bought in 2017. Did we think that by 2022 that machine to machine economy would be in full swing? That there'd be all these ro little robots running around 
transacting between each other automatically. I mean, the horizon must have been between eight to 10 years. You know what I mean? And if yeah. it wasn't, then, you know, we probably had our estimates wrong. But that is also so the I guess that people are still um, tackling the bullshit and they are still believing because if, if IOTA was just a basic token, um, not doing like what it actually is doing, then people would have left for a long time ago. But people are still here because they know that down the road, all these big companies might um, deliver something. Um, if not, they would have left already, like, and me and you wouldn't be here, because it is due to those massive names and the the unique possibilities that we are still here, even though that it hasn't been delivered yet. Yeah, I I guess just just trying to uh, I'll just try to tie that back into you know what we've been talking about the price movement, right? So unfortunately that we've forgotten about that horizon when we first invested that it was going to be a long game with iota right from the start and that seeing the price go down as far as it did now where it's resembling prices from a couple of years ago it's the nature of the cycles not seeing it pump like everything else pump it's the nature of obstacles that get in your way to get there to to achieve that final vision um you know i can play apologetics all day long but i i guess my main idea is that the technology developments will ultimately due to adoption and system usage translate to a price increase because of the, the way that manner is going to be set up. We need to hold the IOTA token for your bandwidth. And then obviously the more people are using the network, the more the token is going to be in demand for that bandwidth. So that's, that's the basic concept of what's going to make the price go up. Nothing other than that. I don't see it being traded just like Bitcoin isn't traded. It's used like a commodity. You know, you you buy it, you sit on it, and you wait for the price to go up. IOTA might be something, well, it, it's going to be different to that because you need to buy the token to be able to hold your bandwidth. And um, and, and the whole configuration of the mana economy is going to, yeah, it's going to incentivize people to buy and hold if they want to transact on the network. And we're not going to be talking about the plebs, Thomas. Oh, I, want, I need to buy IOTA so I can, you know, do data-only transfers. We're going to be talking adoption, you know, the Fujitsu that you mentioned before. We, we want our 3 billion devices worldwide to be able to communicate via the Tangle because it's safe and secure and cheaper than doing it over a, um, a, a cloud-distributed system. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, look, the price will come due to system utility. The more it's used, the, the more the token price will go up. Right now, we don't have smart contracts so we're not seeing too much system usage uh, once that comes online and everything that you've spoken about before all those different use cases everything i've spoken about they start to come online give it one or two years and then we'll see a uh, a new face to iota i think man hmm. yeah i uh, i pretty much agree with that um but there, there's also there's so many different topics that we could, could speak about uh that we probably won't have the time to do we're already reaching an hour um but yeah, so so we probably have to do another one uh, in the not too distant future just to cover a little bit of the other th stuff such as the treasury and the shimmer grant and all those other possibilities. Oh, we have dude, there's off. so much to talk about for sure. Yeah, so um, so let's definitely do that. But I have one last question that someone wants me to ask you: Is that will you join the TangoCon in Frankfurt? <laughs> nah, man, like that's in that's in Europe. It's uh, yeah. it's it's out of my budget for now. <laughs> so hopefully when the price goes up a little bit, I'll have enough money to be able to make my way to Europe. Or if, um, 
someone wants to hey you guys want to donate me a ticket i'll come yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll fly over we need to talk to mark and he have to edf you some plane tickets first class <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll hit up papa schmidt see what he's got to say um yeah. but not not for this year but look guys when there is a quarter side event wherever in the world that is i'm i'm gonna fucking be there yeah for sure yeah, that, that's probably a year or two ahead of us anyway. And by that time, I really hope that we are able to at least afford a plane ticket. Oh, dude, I, I reckon we'll see price increase even when quarter side is still active on the network. Mm. And then when it's ta when it's taken away, then yeah, we'll, we'll see a sonic boom up the charts. But yeah, I don't think that quarter side is the reason why we are still so far down in the ranks. No, but that's a conversation for another time, man. Absolutely, mate. Um, let's just hope that we are hitting our target for $4 at end of year, right? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> $4 a year, why? For sure. Cool. Um, I think that's a good place to end. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, mate. And um, I'll see you next time. And thank you guys for listening. For sure. Thanks, Thomas. Cheers, mate.